I think this is less formal, more conversational. Yes. Do we have a do we have an intro song for this? Not as of yet, but we, we, we can. We, we can, can throw them together. Use a Rod Carmichael one, maybe. Yeah, we'll get, do that. Get our friend, our producer kid, our, our producer co-host, friend, uh, friend first and foremost, and Phantom of the Opera. It's not Phantom of the Opera. Phantom of the what was that movie that Brian De Palma made? That was like oh, Phantom of the about uh, the yeah, the wall of synthesizers. Yeah, with all the in the guy was wearing the yeah the main character was wearing like a. Trippy like helmet. Mm-hmm. Phantom of the goddamn. What was that? There's also Phantom of the Megaplex. That's uh that shitty Disney Channel movie. I don't, you probably never saw it, but no, I didn't. I missed that. It was that. playing a lot when I was a kid, a youngin. Like five years ago. Yeah. Back. <laughs> Back when I was watching Disney Channel all the yeah. time. Disney had some bangers, dude. I remember Watcher in the Woods was scary when I was a kid. Watcher, in the, I don't know that one. It's about perverts. So it's about. Your childhood it's a per- growing up. It's a per- there was a lot of perverts when I was growing up. It's true. <laughs> there was a lot of perverts. You know, I was thinking about that. So I was listening to this one show, um, and they kind of take in stories that people tell them about, like, yeah. creepy shit. Yeah. There was one about a guy that uh, they caught him, like, looking at this girl through her window. Mm. And they don't, yeah, peeping. But they don't know, like, what exactly, like, when he was looking. They just caught him right. um, on camera at one point. It reminded me of a time when I was living at this apartment um, that my mom was renting. And you were that guy. N- no. Come on. No. Okay. Yeah. But um, there was a, a note on the bulletin board in the lobby that was like, this man was just arrested and had a picture of him. He had been um, spying on people, peeping on them, and going back to his car and <laughs> masturbating. <laughs> And I was like talking to my brother because I was like whatever, like thirteen. I was like, "That's creepy, right? That's peeper. fucked up." We got a peeper. And my brother's like, "I don't know. I'm kind of flattered." <laughs> you, it's know really fucked up. That is a funny thing to be flattered about. The first Pony Killer show, we took a picture of my friend Justin like sinking a beer in this really funny way, and we just for the poster for the show, we turned it into something that said, "If you've seen this man, do not approach. <laughs> Instead, come to blah 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 Bank Street with a physical description. <laughs> this is a dangerous man." He was so mad at me. That was pretty good. We turned him in. And it's funny because like, some of our neighbors were not particularly literate, but they certainly knew what Justin looked like. Uh-huh. So they'd see him walking around. They'd be like, uh-uh, it's that man. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good joke. Dude, that is not a joke you want to put on your roommate who is a, maybe a, a tad bit sensitive. Yeah. Uh, also, the Peep and Tom thing, I love how that's just pretty much like in the 50s. Man, that's how Marty McFly's parents like met. Yeah, totally. Like, <laughs> and they kind of just brush past that in yeah. the movie. It's like... <laughs> that's what Pornhub was back then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, just, you go climb a tree with your birding glasses. Watch a woman with conical breasts changing. Yeah, and then you just like rub your like Wrangler jeans against the hard bark <laughs> around the crotch area until you like get blue balls. Oh, dude, so this Blue Balls story. I'm not going to say who it was, but a mutual friend of ours told me this Blue Balls story. And uh, he cummed blood. Yeah, so I I didn't understand the kind of timeline with with like how long exactly was he holding. I think he was rubbing and rubbing and and like against somebody and they were withholding, but like not in like a non-consensual way, in like a keep it hot kind of way. Yeah. Because our friend's not a creep. And I think he fell asleep eventually, and then he woke up. I'm trying to remember the story because, like, I know though as the story is progressing, my girlfriend's there, and she's like looking at me like, "I don't want to hear this." And I'm thinking like, "Oh man, should I tell a weird penis story too?" 
<laughs> is this what we're doing now? Yeah, I'm like, oh, is this what we're doing? And then, like, she fucking ruined it because she was like, and, you know, rightly so, it's her thing. But she was just like, can we change the subject, guys? And I was like, damn. <laughs> Boy, well, I had one in the pocket, let me tell you. it's not a, I've never like, had blue You know, balls. we get to talk about you bleeding out of your orifice all the time. <sighs> Funny enough, we don't actually talk about that, which is probably okay because I don't think she'd really want us talking about that. But, uh, yeah, exactly. What? Oh, you know, it's like. Women bleed. It's like that Joker meme where it's like women bleed out of their pussies every day. It's like, but a man bleeds out of his penis and everyone <laughs> loses their minds. Ooh. By the way, the Joker 100% has bled out of his penis before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably from dry, dry jacking it for too long, yeah. though. Yeah. You think he's cut? <laughs> I get it. Um, okay. Well, we. We got the obligatory penis jokes out of the way. That was a good intro. Now we got to work towards some suicide references <laughs> <laughs> to hit the. Uh, well, we, we've gotten some feedback on some of our shows, and apparently, I talk about butts and dicks too much. Hmm. But um, you know what? I have both those things. What are you supposed to do? Just ignore them? Am I not supposed to talk about who I am and and uh, speak my truth? You need to speak up. You can't be silenced. Yeah, silence is not good in this case. Yeah. Yeah, I got I got each of those things going on. We were talking with my roommate earlier about bisexuality, and I talked about how much I wanted to be gay when I was younger until I would see my friends naked and go, nope. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> it's not working for me. It's gross. And I'm not saying homosexuality is gross. I'm saying to me, the male body is something of derision and humor. It's not something for sex. I don't yeah. know how women and men deal with it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they look at that and go. It's a pretty funny looking thing, you know. Mm-hmm. The thing, if you know what I mean. Yeah, the thing. I there's a woman in uh, Colorado, ex girlfriend, good friend of mine. Well, I, I talked to her from time to time, but we're on good terms. Her name's Leanne, and uh, I have her to thank because I was in a very tattoo happy phase in my twenties, which I think you were going through for a while there. Yeah. And I very, very, very nearly got tattooed right over my pub on my pubis, right all over my penis, on the groin. Gonzo eyes. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and if you can imagine the number, I mean, I'm really good at getting myself not laid. Like mm-hmm. I'm like the king of cock blocking myself. I have, that would have been the last nail in the coffin, though. Yeah, that, that would have been it for you. I you like imagine sealing the deal and then taking the pants slowly down and just. Like actually, I'm gonna get a cab. Is that cool? <laughs> Not even. I'll, I'll, could we just like go to bed? Just I need to leave. I don't even have dark pubic hair. I'm a blonde guy, so it's like there's no way I could even cover it. Yeah. It's, it would just be so bad. That's probably a good move not to do that. She was like, I will literally never look at you naked again if you do this. And I was like... <sighs> She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm thinking. You really had to think <laughs> about it. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No, I knew. The writing was on the wall. It was a stupid idea. But I... Dude, just stupid. The stupidity of my idea has never slowed me down in the past. Yeah. I mean, tattoo-wise, it's good to really take a step back. I haven't really had any tattoos where I, like, regret them or had ideas where if I I think if I got them, I would have regretted them. But that one is, that's probably, yeah. Yeah, You know, the worst thing about going, getting older and getting bald and having to shave your head? Hmm. It's finding out that motherfucker White Jimmy ripped you off on the swastika tattoo on your head and only used henna. 
You know how many cigarettes I paid for that? That was like three cartons, dude. That's not cheap when you're in the fucking, doing a county year. You were ripped off. Yeah, I got ripped off. But one of my own. (laughs) (laughs) I told that joke once. And this lady got so mad at me, and she's like, why would you get a swastika tattoo? And I was like, I wouldn't. That's the joke. Yeah. I've also never been to jail. I'm just I'm trying to. It's like you can't just also like. Also never paid cigarettes for a tattoo. Uh, well, I didn't say that. <laughs> I did. Have you ever got, have you ever done a weird exchange for a tattoo or had someone like go, I, I've got an idea you should do? One time. Oh, no, this was the other way around, but I gave someone a tattoo in exchange for an acoustic guitar. Interesting. And quick question, too, actually. Mm-hmm. Do you still have the guitar? Yes. Follow-up question. Are you actually a, a licensed a tattoo artist? No. Okay. What was the equipment used? Uh, I have a tattoo gun. Like, it's a pretty legit, like, setup. But mm-hmm. And I was, like, pretty sterile about it, too. Not as sterile as it would be. In, you like, don't have an shop, autoclave. But- an autoclave? Yeah. What is that? <laughs> that shows I, I, you how, Your Honor, how I rest I, my case. <laughs> you how much I know about tattooing. It's a, it's a steam pressure heater. It's or it's a pressure heater that sterilizes tattooing. Oh, yeah. No, I don't. I, no, I, you I don't. would boil things <laughs> for ah. like 10 or 20 minutes. Right. Yeah. Okay. So. Which I've read works. I haven't had any complaints as of yet. Well, yeah. I mean, I haven't it done takes many a while for hep C to actually eat through the liver. So, yeah. you know. I haven't done many tattoos, though, so... We should tattoo your brother next time he comes up. He would definitely be willing to. Uh, I didn't say done. anything about him being willing. <laughs> Very important. Get him wasted on Taka vodka. <laughs> yeah, get get a gallon of Taka, and then what would we put on him? Mm, those gonzo-wise. <laughs> 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 on his forehead. Oh. Okay. Uh, no, no, on his... Yeah, on his pubis. Um, Or... W- would it be funny if, like, you and I were also dipping into it, the, t- the talk of vodka? So, like, we're like, what did we tattoo on him? We look at your search history, and it's just Russian prison shame tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh. <laughs> well, according to this, you're a passive homosexual in Vladivostok prisons. <laughs> um, sorry about that, CJ. Ha ha. <laughs> he wouldn't mind. I would. Lots of dumb tattoos. I, so do I, but I, I mean, you both do, but, like, your tattoos are actually kind of cool. I have some dumb ones, too, though. Your girlfriend's got that mayonnaise tattoo that I kind of love. Yeah, the Rocco's Modern Life mayonnaise jar. This is probably the She never told one. me that. I think she thinks I'm too old. Bark? It's a cat. It's a cat. With bark above it. Yeah, that is kind of dumb there, Shay. But, yeah. Well, yeah. I think my worst one is definitely the flirt of knee that was done after I'd eaten, like, and ate the mushrooms. That's pretty rough looking. And it was done with India ink and an sterile opened for the first time needle from my diabetic neighbor's uh, medicine cabinet, <laughs> whose hand I almost broke, according to him, because I was peeking and he was holding my hand while my other neighbor tapped, yeah, tapped, tapped. For the listeners, it's uh, directly on the kneecap, and it looks like there was there was a lot of lines going going over the same line over and over it seems like it, it looks a lot more like a character from the Spongebob universe than it does a flirt lee it does look like Patrick Starr my idea was I wanted to get the flirt and knee mm-hmm. which was funny to me when I was extremely high I actually have a picture of me from that day where I'm wearing my FEMA shirt that I got from New Orleans in the Salvation Army that's like an official shirt I wear it sometimes on the plaza and uh, I usually wear it when I'm on drugs was that post Katrina yeah 
Yeah. <laughs> That's how you know they didn't handle that, that response very well. They just got random FEMA guys like off the street. And oh, after no, they dude. were done, they were like, you all right, score... I'm just going to toss this and do the dude, donation you, bin. You could score so much shit back then. It was crazy. But uh, anyway, so like it was a wild time, New Orleans, right after Katrina. It was yeah, like, I bet. If you ever watched The Third Man by Orson Welles, where it's like filmed in immediate post-war Berlin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Similar vibe. <laughs> but uh, man, good weed was flooding the place for the first time because like people were shipping it in from California and shipping containers full of building supplies. Uh-huh. It was quite a thing. But uh, so I, w- I put on, there's a picture of me out there with the FEMA shirt on, shaved head as, as now. Uh, and it, it's, it's one of the ugliest pictures of me, so I don't really keep it around. And, and a hypodermic needle in my mouth while I am out of my fucking mind on mushrooms. And right before my friend just gave me this India ink tattoo that's probably slowly giving me kneecap cancer. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you're going to have to get that amputated eventually, probably. Probably for a lot of reasons. (laughs) Like, my dad's leg is like the size of an elephant's right now because he has a blood clot. Yeah. And I was like, are you going to have this taken care of? I, I ran into him in the bar. Go figure. And it was a bar he was... I was not familiar with him going to, and the bartender... Knew his drink and brought it to him, and he knew that she was pregnant and asked how advanced the baby was. As Not a good sign. No. This is for the listeners, a 75-year-old man with COPD and uh, heart disease and heart, congestive heart failure who likes gin. Anyway, so he looked really bad. He looked like a corpse. He's covered in, like, bruises from his, like, heart medication. And his leg has a blood clot in it, so it's the size of an elephant. And I was just like, dude, are, are you going to get th-? He's like, I'm on the list. I'm like... What list? He's all, well, you know, our medical system's not that great. And I was like, I'm sorry, Bernie Sanders. <laughs> like, I'm not, I, I'm not asking you about a fucking medical system. You have insurance, motherfucker. There's hospitals here. He was, no, he was like trying to, he went he to. He made up the idea of a list so that he doesn't have to take care of it. Yeah, exactly. That's such like a classic, like, old boomer dude. Move, <laughs> totally. Like. I'm going to, no, it's on the list, babe. Don't worry. Like, I'm his fucking wife or something. Yeah. No, I was grilling him because he just came back from my stepmom's grandson's uh, championship baseball game, which he didn't even go to. He drove down to Turlock, California to sit, complain about the heat, and sit in an AC uh, hotel room while my stepmom goes to see the game. Oh, my God. And so the day of the trip, he's got an ultrasound for his leg to determine whether it's a blood clot or not. And the doctor's like, you have a blood clot. It's bad, and you need to go to the hospital. And he's like, nah, I'm going to Turlock. <laughs> and the doctor's like, what's in Turlock? And he's like, that's a baseball game. And the, and the doctor's like... Sounds important. doctor's like, you could die. And my dad's like, yeah, I mean, I could die any day. He's just getting into, like, an existential conversation with this guy. So it's gotten to the point where he's just like, yeah, he's going to go out like a sailor. By which I mean... Not well. <laughs> Not a lot of a lot of gin and uh, misery. Anyway, uh, well. <laughs> how was your week? My week's been all right. I've just been, um, you know, dealing with um, dealing with the chuds every day. I get a good taste but of real, uh, real quick, just so our listeners can understand. Chud does stand for cannibalistic humanite. Humanoid underground dweller, right? Yeah, but it also doubles for uh, right-wing shithead nowadays. Yeah. Which yeah. is pretty much the same thing as far as I'm concerned. That's a really perfect app. That That's a Twitter thing. Yeah. I first saw that on Twitter. Yeah. That was a really good use of that. Totally, yeah. 
Yeah, because I had seen the movie, and then I love that movie. I was like, "Is this what people are talking about?" And then I realized it was just kind of like alt right weirdos, and I was like, "Okay, this kind of is what the people are talking about." Yeah, no, it it tracks. Anyway, so you were saying dealing with Um, and yesterday I heard overheard them talking about a a book that I shared with you (laughs) (laughs) by uh, the illustrious Mark Levine, who I guess is I had never heard of him, but he's a Fox News contributor. Uh-huh. And um, it's titled American Marxism. And it's about how Marxism is taking over America and ruining American society. That's the great thing about Marxism is that anything that I don't like is Marxism. Is Marxism, yeah. Like when my ex-wife like was screaming at me after she took too much Xanax and told me that my penis was smaller than her high school boyfriend's. That's Marxism. That's Marxism. Like Marx yeah. wrote about that. You, If you read Das Kapital, it's yeah. right there. Yeah. When it's my, so long, a lot of people don't, you know, they don't realize how much is in there. But Right. When I emailed my son to get his phone number, and I got it, and I called it, and it was a local pizzeria, and I emailed him back to say, why is this not my number or your number? And he says, I'm not going to give you my number again because you say weird shit in front of my kids, and you can't come here for Thanksgiving. <laughs> and so I had to have Thanksgiving from the local pizzeria that my son gave me the number <laughs> to, and it wasn't very good pizza, and they closed early, so they forgot my breadsticks. That's also Marxism. Yeah. That's that's yeah. right out of Capital. It's right out of uh, the Communist Manifesto. Um, yeah. Uh, so, Mark Levine's book about American Marxism, which is such an oxymoron, too. Like, just when I read the title, I was like, "Wait, what? Like, what's going on here?" But I mean, it's been in the right wing discourse for like decades now. When are they going to be point. happy? Like, with the Earth's on fire. Everything's terrible. I know that's the thing too. Is like we live in a deeply conservative country already. Like the most capitalist country on the planet. Yeah. It's like when are you? What What's the point where you're not going to be? When you're going to be happy? That's yeah. I don't know. It's it's like people getting. I mean, it it makes sense that this like Fox News guy is putting mm-hmm. this book out because it's just kind of stoking the fire of the culture wars, just so that they can make money. Yeah. That's all Fox News is. Um, but the people that buy into it, it just kind of like never ceases to amaze me how just stupid these people are yeah it's like when they bring like slavery back in the near future but it's going to be like a form of feudalism like feudal slavery so it'll be like sort of like the athenian model where it would just be like people of like or the 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 medieval or athenian model where it would just be people of all races it won't be the the transatlantic brutality of chattel slavery yeah um there'll be a fox news think piece called why can't i say that word i'm picking cotton with them too (laughs) <laughs> oh my god <laughs> like this is well i it's like <laughs> as soon as joe exotic came out that whole tiger king thing yeah i literally just googled joe exotic n-word and it was right there and there was like him doing a video where he's like well i don't know why i can't say the word the rappers do <laughs> i'm gay people other people say that other word about gay people and i'm just like oh no i mean it's just like you just guess it and you just know yeah no, you can tell just by looking at a person. I grew up in McKinleyville, California. Like, I've heard that defense many times. Yeah. Like a fucking circuit judge or something. <laughs> I've heard that defense. Like, Your Honor, I heard it on the M- I heard it. I heard it on the Dr. Dre record, which had Eminem on it, and he didn't say the word, but he was standing next to Dr. Dre when Dr. Dre said the he word. He was there with him. He was there with him. He said it. And. If you think about it, I'm there with Eminem. I'm there with Eminem. He's no different than me. But, yeah, so I've been dealing with that. Um, another one of my coworkers told me some great news that uh, 
he's getting engaged or he is engaged now. Okay. And um and I was like, Oh cool, like when's the when's the reception or I mean the the ceremony? He's like, Oh, we're holding off for a while and uh, you know, we're gonna just kinda wait and we're not making a big deal out of it and I was mm-hmm. like, Yo, well, that's a good idea because you're not really sure yet, right? Yeah. And that isn't what I was supposed to say at all. It, you know, oh, you fucked up. A little bit, yeah. He's like, no, I mean, we're sure. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, totally, yeah, you're sure. But, I mean, you're like, you, like, you're not sure if you want to get a divorce <laughs> later, so maybe you don't want to, <laughs> you don't want to commit, like, wholeheartedly yet. And uh, he's like, no, we know we want to get married. We're just waiting for the right time to do the the ceremony. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know, I get it. Like, she's kind of a bitch, and <laughs> you're a bit of an alcoholic, so between the two of you, it's like, there's, like, you're hot and cold, you know. Five days of the week, it's fine, but, you know, there's those weekends on the month where you it's never not know. so great. You never know when yeah. it's gonna just go totally sideways, and you're gonna want to want the hell out of there, and, you know, want the kid full-time, and... It's like, maybe you want to move to Tucson, or Bisbee. Bisbee, Arizona's really great, you know, down there with the old it's got kind of an old stagecoach thing to it, and I understand that there's uh, a lot of apiaries, beekeepers, and that sort of thing. And you're just looking through. He's like looking through you at this point. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, would you know his uh, fiance? Yeah, she's great. So she's great. So you really kind of just stepped in it. Yeah, I mean, I think I was trying to. I just never know what to say in situations like that, and so I try and be funny, and then it just doesn't come off very like funny. And that having again like. Last week, too, uh-huh. um, a friend of ours, so I saw him for the first time in a while, and I was like, oh, hey, man, like, what have you been up to? And he's like, oh, I'm moving on Saturday. And I was like, oh, shit, like, where are you moving to? Mm-hmm. He's like, moving down to L.A. Um, I'm having a baby. Or this, like, girl that mm-hmm. I'm with is having a baby. And my immediate response was, why are you raising a baby down that hellhole? Damn. And that's not what you want to hear from a no. friend. <laughs> and, uh... He was like, yeah, I mean, her doctor. It's better than just saying, why are you raising a baby? Yeah. (laughs) Like, that is already, which I I still do that. I'm bad about that. Yeah. But that, I mean, he was a closer friend than my coworker, so that blew over pretty quick. We could have a normal conversation after that. Yeah, if you're good friends, it takes a minute. I'll never forget this one. And for my credit, I want to point out, I was a teenager when this happened, so I feel like the brain was still developing. And uh, I'm going to just go ahead and blame that on this one. But my girlfriend, when 9-11 happened, was from New York. She was raised in Long Island, and both her parents lived in the Upper East Side. Mm-hmm. And uh, her, she, we couldn't get in touch the day of, obviously. We had just moved to New Orleans together when uh, it, it hit. Really crazy day. We drive over to her uncle's house, and we're just watching the towers fall, and she is freaking out and sobbing. Yeah. Not a great time. No. No. Objectively a horrible time. Very horrible time. Didn't put my foot in it that day. However, fast forward to New Year's Eve of that year, and we're in New York. We flew up there, and we're celebrating in that apartment in the Upper East Side. Mm -hmm. And... We're all talking about what a crazy year it was and what we're thankful for. And uh, her dad, who is typically a pretty funny guy, originally from Tennessee, just kind of has a soft twang to his way. His name's Sid. Wonderful person. Says, I'm just happy that we haven't had any more threats from abroad. 
And I was like, oh, Sid, don't you be scared of those broads. <laughs> you can handle them. <laughs> and <laughs> no one thought it was – not only did no one think it was funny, but my girlfriend started to turn like the shade of red that you I probably was from you know having a couple of beers. Again, 19, not my fault. Yeah. <laughs> but she turned over towards me and kicked me under the table in a way that I had never been kicked by a girl before. And I was like, ooh. <laughs> and uh, I, I instantly thought, like, what the fuck is her problem? But then now when I look back on it, I'm like, what the fuck is your problem, yeah. dude? <laughs> I know you thought that was funny, but, like, these people, her dad was getting ready for work and could see the second plane hit the tower. Yeah. Like, saw it happen. It was three days before his daughters could both talk to him on the phone. Mm-hmm. And I, it's just like, <laughs> I'm fucking sitting there cracking wise. It just, it didn't fly, man. But if you said that joke in L.A. or something, it probably would have landed pretty well. I mean, you may, probably not, actually. Now it probably would have landed better than the planes, but yeah. I mean, you know. <laughs> I mean, the, it's like people waited a while. This is hard to explain. This is an interesting memory because it's like, People did change for a little while after 9 11. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't, but like people in general did. Yeah. And I was a very young adult. It was a big wave of patriotism. And, now, before know. all that, people got a little nicer for like a minute. Mm-hmm. Then they went crazy. But like there was like a minute where there was all this goodwill. And God, I remember just thinking, like, oh, the worst guy who could possibly be in office is in office right now. Yeah. Uh, and everyone's like, no, 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 give him a chance. I'm like, no, fuck that. And I was right. Um, at 19, I was, I was, I had it more figured out than people who were paid six figures to write for, you know, fucking Atlantic or whatever. Yeah. But it doesn't really matter because n- none of it matters. The history holds no real record. But uh, <laughs> there was a moment where people just kind of had like a, aw, shucks, let's just fucking give each other hugs. Mm-hmm. And having been to New- the first time I went to New York City was in August of two thousand one, and I got that thing that you do when you like drop a cat in the middle of like a fucking room full of like TVs and sirens going off. It's like I popped out of the fucking train station downtown, and I'm like, I've never seen anything like this before. Like New York really humbled me. And then I remember like being like seeing the twin towers and being like, I should go up to the observation deck because I'm scared of heights. And then I was like, Nah, they'll be here when I'm here next. Nope. Nope. And then, so I'm back again, and uh, people in New York, like, we went around and walked around, like, after that dinner for, like, New Year's, and, like, people were, like, hugging each other and shit. Like, Mm. people still had this, like, let's really, and then Bush just turned it into, let's bomb the fuck out of all these other countries and destroy the world and and hate, hate, hate. All this goodwill was just turned into evil, and and I don't want to get into some dark shit, but anyway... It is something that's worth remembering. Like, it's a memory I would, if I ever have children, which I probably won't, I would probably pass that on to them and be like, there was this moment where I swear you could just, like, hug a stranger. It was funny. Yeah. It was something good coming out of such a devastating tragedy, too, which you don't really see very often anymore. Now I feel like it's just kind of spun into just paranoia and hatred, no matter what it is. If there was another 9-11 right now, the entire thing would be trying to decide whether it was the liberals or the MAGA people who did it. Totally, yeah. 
It would be like trying to figure out who to hurt. Yeah. I can help with think that, I mean, obviously the internet has a lot to do with that, where mm-hmm. the discourse is just immediate and it's always kind of like fueled by this hatred of what it's, whatever yeah. side you're not on. Yeah. yeah. But I think of like even like mass shootings and stuff too. Where it's oh, like, yeah. It's you don't have a second to mourn. Aha, a, it was a liberal who did it this time. Yeah, or you like know, oh, it was in a democratic run state or something. Yeah, or, oh, well, this guy liked liked. Did you know that 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 twelve months ago he liked a Bernie Sanders post? Yeah, yeah. I do want to point out too, like for just that whole caveat for anyone listening, like I totally understand that, like as a white dude, like this uh, bonhomie and kindness that I'm talking about probably didn't like translate to like arab oh, people yeah. and black people yeah. and shit no, like i'm not, not trying to pretend like you know was it like, was just it was peace a, love and understanding it was a beautiful thing in the world while sikh men in san diego were being shot by camp pendleton for yeah getting, totally you know, recruits yeah but uh yeah i don't know i had a buddy who uh went into the military because of 9-11 uh-huh and he did was, he end up regretting it yes <laughs> Big time. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. He said it wore off. And after a minute, he was like, oh, no. It's like, wait a minute. We're going where? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he ended up in Iraq. Yeah. And it was like, <laughs> he was like from Connecticut. He's like, yeah, mm-hmm. New York's right over there. Let's go get him. Yeah, I'm going to. And he like joined up and he said there was a lot of people at the recruit station and all that kind of stuff. And by the time he'd gone through basic and was in, like, deployed in, like, Iraq, he was just like, fuck you, me, three or two years ago or whatever, yeah. you know. He's, like, he's just thinking about himself as a, you know, younger guy. He's like, what are you doing, you fucking idiot? Yeah. Well, that's good. Fucking up in that department for like a while. You just stopped. What happened was I had this deodorant that um, it's like the Tom's of Maine just keeps changing everything, and it's like it's hard to find another hippie deodorant that I could like halfway deal with. It isn't like a, a an actual crystal. Yeah, that I don't feel like <laughs> doing. So I've got this thing, and I'm down to the plastic on it. Uh huh. And Catherine was, like, putting it on the other day, and she's like, this smells like ass. And I was like, no, it doesn't. It's supposed to be lavender. She's like, well, when I put it on, it smells like ass. And I was like, sweetheart, <laughs> what do you think? Maybe that, maybe that's a thing with you. Or maybe it's a thing that your armpits are so pungent that it's rubbing off on the stick. Oh, me? Yeah, yeah it could be. Well, I always just smell kind of like a I, – I, I, when I sweat, my smell – is the same as my dad's when we were kids, when I was a kid. Okay, that sounds gross. Which, I remember him driving and being, like, muttering and being all mad. And, like, I could smell him. I'd be like, you smell like an angry animal. (laughs) (laughs) You smell the anger dripping off of your forehead. Yeah, you smell like a rage-filled animal. Yeah. And, unfortunately, even though I'm not really a particularly rage-filled animal, I have been 
smelling like a rage-filled animal. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's not great. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the last things I want to smell like. I usually, if mm-hmm. I don't use deodorant, I don't smell horrible, but I just notice, I mean, I notice it and I'm like, I get insecure about it, so I'm like, I'll just, but I use that shitty, like, Old Spice stuff, too, yeah. so I might get, that's like, Alzheimer's, duty. like, early on or something like that. That's why it's called Old. Yeah. Old Spice. <laughs> it's literally the spice. Yeah, there's a lot of fruit flies in here. I'm sorry about that. It's all right. It, my my house in the summertime apparently is not that different than a bodega. I walked in there's and cats. it smells like cat shit. <laughs> there's fruit like flies cat. everywhere. There's fruit flies everywhere. If you want some brown bananas, I got Sm- brown bananas. Colin smells like a fucking angry animal. I smell like an angry animal. It's true. For a guy whose uh, background... See, this is how I know... Yeah, I don't know. I guess I say it's my dad smell, but like, yeah, wh- where's that coming from? Like, it's weird because it's like he's, you know, aren't the English supposed to be like just like cold, weird Northern European people? Like, they're not like the fragrant. Like, you think the French side would be the stinky side? Yeah, well, isn't there the story of um, the first English people to get over to China and the Chinese kept them in cages and made them bathe? Before yeah, because they, they smelled like shit. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think all Europeans just are nasty. I would general. agree with that. I would agree with that. Nasty. But French people are especially nasty. French people smell like shit. Mm-hmm. But they own it. But they own it. I mean, they're eating cheese and snails all day. What do you expect them to smell like? Yeah. Smoking cigarettes, drinking black coffee. Have you ever smoked cigarettes and drank black coffee? Yeah. I used to do it all the time. Yeah, your breath afterwards? It's so gross. It smells like a corpse. <laughs> I used to do it like before school, like in high school. Cigarettes and black coffee warn you of like death. Yeah. Like they're like, yeah, this is what death smells like. It's you're great. You, smell like, bad. you wake up, you brush your teeth, and you go and do that. And you're like, all right, I, sh- I didn't need to brush my teeth. Hey, you brush your what? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's an automatic just, all right, I shouldn't have wasted that two minutes or more like one minute. Yeah. Brushing. So, what was that term that you were using a minute ago? So, we were just talking about um, porn in the wild. (laughs) (laughs) Not to be confused with wild porn. No, no. That's a whole other subsection. Yeah, also not to be confused with taste of the wild, which (laughs) is like the preferred, like, cat food, I guess, for, like, you know, mid to high tier cat food. No, it's not taste of the wild. It's not... (laughs) anything other than porn of the wild which in what we were talking about was woods porn which Shay didn't grow up around woods I did but there's a certain age that you get to I mean for me I I guess it's going to be weird for kids in the future because like thankfully I didn't grow up with internet porn it was not a reality for me I didn't grow up with internet so that's probably why my brain isn't entirely fried but like um when you, you found porn, it was like out in the woods, or it was in like I, I have this term like there's for, <laughs> fortress porn. What are you laughing at? <laughs> I just love the idea. Back in my day, I didn't have the internet. We had to get pornography the old fashioned way. Go yeah. out into the woods. Go out in the woods <laughs> like dig prospectors. A tree stump. <laughs> Dude, the craziest place I found porn was there's a culvert we used to play in that like was in deep forest that like a creek went through right uh-huh. it was a big creek it was like a good flowing creek it was like a really nice creek and uh the um culvert made a little waterfall on one side of the road the side that the creek was flowing towards mm-hmm. and so we'd play down there and 
one time I'm there and I'm looking down in the little pool of water where the water pours down, you know, from the waterfall out of the culvert. And the culvert's big enough for like a kid to walk through. Like it was a big culvert. Mm-hmm. And it's like pouring down and <laughs> this little like slip of paper like floats up to the top and it's got some titties on it. And then another one comes up and it's got a dick. And then another one has got like a pussy with like glazed like and I was like, What is happening here? And I, I was like literally like probably like twelve or thirteen. And I'm looking at it and I'm just like I, I thought I was going crazy. Mm-hmm. And then I reached down into this area under there and someone had stashed behind the waterfall some little thing of like hustlers. Uh-huh. And, and it was just slowly <laughs> seeping into the creek. No, like a couple of them, had, like there'd been a flood or something, and a couple of them had, like fallen into the thing, and were like pulverized by the water. Uh-huh. And so we're just offering up little pictures of like naked <laughs> ladies, and 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 obviously dudes too. Like hustler, I think had dudes as well. But like, I remember just it was so surreal. And you know, one of the greatest things about being a little kid in, like, a rural environment is, like, it's probably, like, the safest place for you to ever be, like, trespassing or just being in strange spots, you mm-hmm. know? So, like, we're on the side of the road, this this little, like, you know, dirt road, like, in the middle of the woods in McKinleyville, California, but, like, this dude drives up to us, and it's our crazy right-wing neighbor who's, like, a complete crank and, like, has a bunch of guns and all that kind of stuff, but we're kids, so he doesn't give a shit, right? Mm-hmm. So he pops out, he's all, hey! You guys see anyone coming through here? And we're like, still trying to. All of us, like the three of us, are like trying to process the fact that there's these little like sex things popping yeah. up. And I was like, no. And he's like, you didn't see anyone coming by with like a a, a a saw or like a drill or anything. And I'm like, no. And he's like, ah, someone broke into my fucking garage. He's like, but I'm gonna get him. And he showed us his gun, and he had like a big gun. <laughs> Like, like a gun that you would see in like a Rambo movie or uh-huh. something, and I was like, okay. <laughs> and he's all, "You kids have a good time," and he just drove away. And I was like, really thankful that he wasn't like coming after us for looking at like creek pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all see my hustlers down there? <laughs> no, 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 no. I haven't seen the hustlers. That's Why? such a funny kind of like like redneck tie between like sex and violence mm-hmm. like growing up at that time yeah. too when you're like at this formative age yeah. when you're starting to be interested in like sex like that all i can do with that memory is say thank god i didn't form any specific kinks from that oh, situation yeah, totally. can you imagine me just wanting to <laughs> trespass on someone's property looking at porn and just being like i don't know you could point your gun at me <laughs> maybe maybe i stole your drill man <laughs> so good that i didn't fucking form any kind of like serious like kink out of that situation because fuck would that suck yeah so i didn't grow up near woods it was a much more urban environment but um i remember one story that that was from my dad but so um little story before that story um my dad had these old like vivid girl like vhs tapes like just out your dad here fine Everyone has porn, whatever. Yeah, not but, everyone. My dad doesn't. My dad's too gross. But anyway, go on. <laughs> um, and so I would, like, when I was really young, like 11, 12, like, I would, like, I found where they were. And so I'd, like, take them and, like, watch them and be like, oh, my God, you know. And uh, one time I was, I took one and I was hiding it. Hardcore in my, porn. No, it was, like, kind of, it was, it was pretty, like, 
mellow. But, but like people were fucking. Yeah, totally. Like yeah, pee- it wasn't like softcore. You could see, yeah, P and V. Yeah. Yeah, okay. A lot of P and V. Yeah. And so I was hiding one in my sock drawer one time. And um, my dad was like, like, like we're in going. In retrospect, sh- the place where everyone was looking. I know, yeah. <laughs> but we were yeah. we were uh, figuring, we we're going to go shopping for clothes. Yeah, so yeah. So I was like, whatever, 12 or 11. And so he's like, all right, like, what do you need? And he's like looking through my shit. And um, then he sees the tape. No. And then he just closes the drawer. He's like, all right, well, let's go. And um, so, and I'm like dying, you know, like, I'm like, holy shit. He saw the tape. I like I didn't I don't know what he thought what I thought he was gonna do but I was just so fucking embarrassed and I was just like this is the <laughs> worst day of my entire life. Your dad's thinking the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my eleven year old son found my porn and, and he's been looking at it. This is the worst day of my life. But um, so then um, my sister has a softball game that same day, so we go, we get to the softball, yeah. um, field. She goes out to you know player game or whatever and uh, my dad's like hey shay can you stay inside for a second stay inside the car and so this um where the softball game was was this big park with these big splayed out fields and like a bunch of i mean there were like four different baseball played out (laughs) you were reading as As well as you you're reading as well as looking at the yeah yeah no totally but um just a lot of kind of like brush and like weeds and stuff and there are these four big baseball fields but around that is just these this like big like running like path and so it's just this big park yeah and so he was like yeah you know i saw that tape and uh just want to want to let you know it's totally normal and it's okay and um i just don't like the invasion of privacy and yada 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 but you know when i was your age my friends and i would come out to this park there were only two baseball fields here and we'd go out out into the field there in the weeds and we look at our dad's hustler magazines and Playboy magazines. And we'd sit there and we'd just stare at them for hours and hours. And we'd hide them in the bushes. And we'd come back every single day and look at them. And he was telling me this. And then eventually he's just like, and you could, all right, you can sit here for as long as you want. Just, you know, let's not make this a big thing. Just come out whenever you want. And, and so we left. And I was just sitting there. And I'm like, now I just have to sit with the image of my dad being a mile away, <laughs> staring at porn with all with of his all his homies in the bushes. Yeah. <laughs> you know what you just described would be a superior movie to Angels in the Outfield or <laughs> or Field of Dreams. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> it's like, son, have a seat. I need to tell you, if you build it, they'll come. <laughs> if you build it. They will come. Um, I never had to have one of those with my dad other than the, fine, the time that I found my half-sister's porn while I was playing hide-and-seek with my brothers. Your half-sister's porn? Yeah, that the older one, the one that I don't want to get yeah. into. But <clears throat> I was playing hide-and-seek with my brothers in this big house of this dude, this older dude that my half-sister had shacked up with, which was always weird to me because, like, the guy was, like, my dad's age, and I'm just like, uh, Ooh. yeah, I was like, uh, and then I just was going to hide in this little, like, closet wardrobe thing, and there's just a bunch of porn in there, and wow. my half-sister found me, and she got really mad at me, she'll get out of my room, and then she told my dad, my dad was like, what'd you see? And I was like, I, I don't know, it was kind of weird, and he was like, don't worry about it, I caught her looking through my shit once, <laughs> I think she was looking for drugs. Um, 
So it wasn't like so traumatic, but she was like mad at me for a while about it, and I was just like, it was like this big thing because I was like a kid, I was like twelve, I was a very innocent kid. Like I, I didn't grow up in sort of like the porn generation or Uh anything really, and as as a result, as an adult, I'm still kind of like reticent, kind of gun shy about that stuff. I mean, having seen a lot of it it, from like a humorous bent. But like, never, not really appreciating it the way that I think you're supposed to. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, oh, another thing too. Yeah, growing up in a more urban environment, we did have porn in the wild, but yeah. a lot of times it was we would go, like my friends and I would um, take buses and like ride our bikes to like a couple towns over and just kind of ride around and just to get out of like the suburban area that we were in. Yeah, and in this one town, Gardena, California. For some reason, there was just, like, when you were on the main drag of, like, Gardena, there was just porn everywhere, just ripped up. Like, it, it was almost like a J.G. Ballard, like, <laughs> collage or something. And so we'd just be, like, riding around and just be like, oh, yep, there it goes, there it goes. And it was just, like, ripped up porno mags just everywhere on it's, the street. It's like that Van Nuys movie about guys having, like, vans in Van Nuys driving around. But like, we're in Van Nuys mm-hmm. driving around. Except it's like... Ripping up porn. <laughs> Throwing, Throwing it out on the, the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking scaring like, some kids. It's like the equivalent of like when you're in Vegas, there's all those like kind of like escort like calling cards on the floor, but it's just straight up like hardcore porno yeah. bags just everywhere. <laughs> yeah. So that's a pretty vivid memory I have of when I was like. Vivid. Yeah, I remember. Vivid. I got to tell you about the porn fortress. There was this oh, kid yeah. up the street named Nick. Nick Bundy. By the way, fuck that kid. Like, I don't know what his deal was. Any relation to? Uh, Ted? Mm-hmm. No, I don't think so. Or Al Bundy from uh, Married with Children. No. He was a rich kid. Like, there was a bunch of nouveau riche rednecks that lived up the street from us. Like, mm-hmm. towards the fucking woods that just had, like, big houses. And they all had dirt bikes. And they all had, like, mullets. And they looked like they were in fucking home improvement. Because that was a big show back then. And and it was just like they were all like kind of kids who like had a lot of fucking uh, privilege. Uh huh. And we would ride our bikes up there. Like I was, a, I had bikes. I had a mountain bike that was like my biggest fucking prized possession as a kid. Was like my mountain bike. Uh huh. And a GT, uh, cobalt colored. It was great. But uh, I would bounce that fucking thing around and do all kinds. Of, it, it it was great. But like these kids had dirt bikes, and so it was like you'd be out in the trails. And I grew up next to, like, some lumber trails that were, like, bigger than the island of Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Like, just a lot of fucking woods. And so you'd be riding out there, and you could hear the dirt bikers coming. But every now and then, you know, they'd kind of run you down or some kind of thing. And this kid, Nick, he tried to run my baby brother down once. And uh, his his buddy uh, on his bike. And the thing is, the kid was a pipsqueak. He wasn't big, but he just had the bike. You know the, the, you know the dirt bike, and uh, I think my dad went up and like gave the dad hell, and then my middle brother Ian like went and actually just like smacked Nick around or something, like or or like put the fear in him, you know, uh-huh. just like hey, you don't fuck with us, like, yeah, don't don't you know you you, you little and he was a little prick, mm-hmm. so he don't had come around here in your fancy dirt bike and fuck with my kids. Oh, like, basically just don't, like, yeah, don't fucking, like, 
I mean, it, it is kind of like, you know, wielding a chainsaw at somebody or something. Like, it's a fucking serious deal. Like, yeah. you don't take a dirt bike and use it as, like, a casual tool of intimidation if you're a kid. It's a fucking dick move. So, anyway, so, like, uh, I didn't really have a revenge thing for Nick other than the fact that he had a little treehouse on the side of the road on the way to these trails. And I found the treehouse, and it was full of, like, uh, it had a tote box of, like, like a Rubbermaid tote box full of, like, Playboys and, and penthouses. And my buddy James and I rode up there once and, like, just pissed <laughs> in the whole thing. And we're just pissing and pissing and pissing and pissing. And uh, <laughs> and we squirted our water bottles in there and then went, like, back home. So it was, like, water bottle and piss. And then the next day, just for measure... Around evening time, like around it is now, like looks really nice out there. Uh-huh. Um, I rode back up there just for good measure, and was just like fucking thumbing through them and pissing on them. Oh my god! And he rolled up <laughs> on his dirt bike, and I like hid down in the little like side part because there's a lot of foliage and stuff. Uh huh. And he stopped because he'd seen me, and he's like, "What are you doing down there?" And I was like, "I'm just taking a piss," and he's like. Where are you taking a piss? And I was like, none of your fucking business, Nick. What's wrong with you? He's all, are you fucking with my shit? And I was like, no. <laughs> and he was like, <laughs> you know, that's that's mine. That's my parents' property, which it wasn't. And and that's my fort. And I was like, that's cool. He's like, so like you shouldn't be there. And I was like, yeah, okay, I'm about to leave. I was just taking a leak. And he was like, did you pee in my box? <laughs> <laughs> just dancing around the subject yeah, as long yeah, as you could. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, what are you talking about, Nick? And he's like, nothing. He's like, you didn't pee what in my box. Yeah, What's in yeah, your yeah. box? And he's like, nothing. And I'm just looking at him. He's looking at me, and I'm just like, Nick, I got to go home. You know, I'm going to, I'm gonna, I got to ride my bike home. It's getting dark. And he was just like, you better not have peed in my box. <laughs> and I was riding away. I'm like, I peed in your box. You yeah, your box is soaking yeah. in my piss. Well, at least, I mean, you weren't lying. You were just taking a piss. Uh, no, I, I, but I was lying about not peeing in his box. But you didn't say that you didn't pee in his box. You said, what are you talking about? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it, the greatest part about it is he checked it out. And then, like, I rode up there again, and it was gone. Like, he <laughs> had probably, like, like, taken it home and, like, dry, tried to dry it out on the fence or something. Yeah. <laughs> I hated that kid. He was such a little shit. Because it, it, it was the worst mixture of, like, behavior. It was, like, tiny bully mm-hmm. who is using the fact that he has a motorcycle to bully people. The little man complex. Yeah, I wanted him to die. Like, we used to, there was a, there was an upper tr- uh, road and a lower road. And between the two, there would be these trails that we'd, like, ride down and mm-hmm. do jumps on, right? And uh, him and the other people and, 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 like, his parents, they were always like, there's water pipes under there. Don't be riding your bikes. It's like, you motherfuckers are riding, like, Suburbans and dirt bikes. Like, we have bicycles. Yeah. Like, who gives a shit? They started tying fishing wire around kid head length. Oh, my God. That's evil. Yeah. No, these people were fucking like... you like fucking like, what, like 90 pounds or something? Yeah. It's like... Yeah, no, like little kid, like many times I'd ride down and get knocked off my bike with this shit, like throat or head. Mm-hmm. 
And I just look back at it, and I'm like, you Republican pieces of shit. But it's funny to laugh at, you know, in, in retrospect. Because, like, imagine being that much of a piece of shit. Totally, yeah. That you're like, all oh, these kids are having fun? No, that's like um, that's like Dennis the Menace's, like, neighbor, you know? It's like, Worse than him. It's like that. Mr. Wilson. That style of, like, fucking just hatred toward yeah. any kind of joy. We're getting into Israeli-Palestinian con- uh, territory here. Oh, God. <laughs> Salt in the ground yeah. kind of behavior. Maybe we shouldn't. No, yeah, yeah. I don't know anything about that. I um, clearly uh, am of neither background or designation, so I really shouldn't speak on it. But, uh, yeah, it's kind of like that. <laughs> we'll <laughs> leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> but, yeah, it was... Uh, Fortress porn. I fucked his fortress porn up. Imagine going to your fort, so excited, a little thing of Vaseline in your backpack. You're getting all ready. You've been waiting for it all day. And then to open up that box and just... Pee-pee. Huge whiff of piss. Yeah, I pissed a lot in there. I I wonder if he still looked at it. I hope so. The grossest thing, too, was, like, his awful little tree fort, which was, like, built, like, it had been built by in a nightmare. It mm-hmm. was just so bad. He put fucking, like, rug material all over the inside. Uh-huh. So, you know, Humboldt County, it used to rain up here a lot. Yeah, so it got all moldy. And... So it would get, like, moldy and mushroomy. He'd probably just be, like, in his little, like, weird fort beaten off <laughs> in his like little mushroom kingdom it just stinks like mold yeah like it was a horrible place like i tried to kick it out of the tree once and i got i like i broke the top part of it but it was just it was i, I was mostly mad at it because it was just like such a poorly constructed building yeah and i was just looking at it, i'm like man this thing fucking sucks well it's like funny it's like this sign of like white trash kind of privilege too yeah. where it's like lording over the people that are like slightly like less rich than you. He you gave know? himself a masturbation lookout tower yeah. <laughs> on the side of the road, like on a rural road. Like, what a fucking crazy thing to have! Like a little masturbation lookout tower. Yeah, with his little like porn. And I, I, I don't really wish ill on too many people, but I kind of hope that he's a quadriplegic. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I mean, you just said that you hope that he dies <laughs> a couple minutes ago. So I don't really hope this, but. <laughs> Like it, it, just growing up with these sorts of people, they were just such shit bags. You yeah. know, they were just. It, that's the when people talk about rednecks, what I think gets kind of lost in the mix. And here's my obligatory political class thing: mm-hmm. is like most of them actually do have a little bit more than their neighbors. Yeah, for sure. And they're lording it over their neighbors. Yeah, like, yeah, if you've got dirt bikes and that kind of stuff, and nice guns, and like a big old house, and like a huge lawn, and like a pond, like. You're rich, motherfucker, yeah. and you're a dickhead, and your yeah, family I mean, probably sucks. That I don't remember who said it, but the culture war is actually a class war, where it's really like, you know, it doesn't really matter what class you're in at this point. It's whatever culture you sub- subscribe to. Yeah. And most of the redneck shitheads are pretty affluent, you know? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we could leave it at that. We told some good stories. Yeah. Yeah. You... you, you how did your dad? I guess we can't tell him about the podcast now. Yeah, I hmm, maybe I'll have to edit that down a little bit. Yeah, you think so? No, probably not. <laughs> Just go ahead and say his address for everybody. 
He lives, no, yeah, yeah. I think that's where yeah. I draw the line. Yeah, I could right. talk about his porn collection from, okay. you know, 15 years ago. Right. But, Fair. Um, right, but that's distant enough. Right. Quick question, though. Mm-hmm. We're still on board to shame and humiliate Tattoo, your brother, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. He's getting the gonzo eyes. So it. I definitely can't tell him about the show. <laughs> <laughs> you could. Ruin our plan. And he'd fucking forget. Yeah. <laughs> you could, and we could get him fucked up, and he'd still forget. Yeah. <laughs> dose him up, dude. We got this shit. We're going to dose him. We're going to tat him. And he's never going to get laid dude, again. Dude, we're going to get Me too in the weirdest way. <laughs> we're going to get Me too for, like, drugging your brother and, and putting you Russian shitty ta- tattoo. shame tattoos yeah. on his body. <laughs> That make him look like a, a a passive, unwilling male participant in sex. <laughs> you know, from a Russian prison. In my opinion, it would be worth it. Okay, all right. Hey, if you're hearing that out there, buddy, I'm not gonna say his name, but <laughs> we're coming. Get for ready, <laughs> people. Get ready. The tattoos are coming.